Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 3 So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who was our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. For you know quite well that we are destined for them. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted, and it turned out that way, as you well know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you, and that our labours might have been in vain. But Timothy has just now come to us from you, and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us, and that you long to see us, just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live, since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your heart so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father, when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. What really counts in the faith? What is it that will bring us glory in the presence of Jesus? Paul asks that question a lot. And every time I ask it, I find it liberating and inspiring. Because the answer is not how many books we've read or people we've converted or how long our quiet times have been. It is relationships. It is love increasing and overflowing for each other and for everyone else. And that is something all of us can do if we lean on the leading of the Holy Spirit. What sparks staggering joy in the presence of God is saints we have edged up to and prayed for and put an arm around and spoken words of encouragement to. Blamelessness is being a believer in Jesus who mourns with the mourners and rejoices with the rejoicers and builds up others in the faith. Holiness is hugging and holding fast to others for their growth and their maturity in Jesus. It is house group and prayer groups, and people we have spoken to at coffee on a Sunday. It's quick messages or long listens or agonising alongside and not really knowing what to say. It's bearing with and choosing to forgive and cheering on. It's food together and drink together and sitting and not really doing much together. I think you get the point. When Jesus comes back, all the work we've done for others in the spiritual realm will suddenly be exposed like UV rays under one of those special glow lamps. And people walk up to us and say, thank you so much for praying for me that time. Thank you for helping me understand a bit more of who Jesus was. Thank you for challenging me about my addiction and my sin. Thank you for helping me become a Christian. And it will be a source of huge, huge joy for us. We'll see the work that the Lord has done through us and it will be like a sparkling crown we place on our heads. Building others up. That's 
what really counts in the faith. So let's devote ourselves to doing it in our church, in our family, in our town. Here is a question for reflection. Nurturing others often goes unappreciated. How could you keep reminding yourself of its value? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.